welcome to my shitty podcast. So shitty, it only has one T. I am your host, Adam Copeland. Uh, today, uh, my guest is Max Moreland, uh, multiple bar owner, dear friend of mine, and a taco aficionado. Um, we talk about um, some past work stuff. Uh, Max is the inspiration for why I end every episode uh, with a shitty story. Um, his poop story is by far the best I've ever heard. I challenge anybody out there to come at me with a better poop story. Um, let's see, some self-plugging I can do here. March 7th, I've got a show at Cold Town Theater in Austin, Texas. Uh, a picture of Fat Adam is up on myshittypodcast.com. You guys can go there and check that out. Um, if you're listening to My Shitty Podcast on iTunes, please leave a review. That helps me out tremendously. Um, my shitty podcast can be found basically anywhere where you get podcasts. Uh, without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, there was a beer running. Here's your beer. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, this remi- go ahead. No, no, there's no go ahead. Okay. No, I was to say, go no, we can start. It reminds me of um I think I've told you a story of the girls at the sushi bar in Tucson when the manager would tell them on the on the POS machine yeah. that they had to tell the credit card machine what card they were swiping. Uh-huh. So they'd come over and go, American Express. <laughs> I feel like putting my nose on the microphone is kind of like doing that and you're just kind of fucking with me. I don't really no. have to have my nose on it. No, it's really okay. it helps with okay. the consistency. There's right. like stupid levels that like you that are uh, not crucial to hit, but like it's it's nice. Sure. It's nice audibly. Okay, for your listeners. Okay, if there no, was I, ever just, somebody to listen, I don't want to chafe my nose. So. <laughs> Hit it with your chin. That's how we're doing it today after Valentine's Day. <laughs> Special uh, Valentine's Day. That feels Day really natural. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Um, why don't you tell me, like, introduce your own self and uh, tell me what you do for a living. I mean, you kind of know a lot about me already, Adam. I know, um, I know. <laughs> my name is Max Moreland. Uh-huh. Um, I am in the bar industry. I've worked with Adam for a long, long time. Um, yeah, we've I, got a work history together. Yes, long work history. Um, I oversee a lot of venues in town, um, nine in total, and part owner in a bunch of them. And uh, yeah, keeps my days busy, and uh, sometimes the night's even busier. So, what, um, what is your uh, what's your average like work day consist of? Did you work yesterday? Yeah. Um, what was that like? Every day is a little bit different, you know, and so, which is part of the, you know, fun of it and sometimes the challenge as well. But, yeah. you know, there's, you know, no one day that's just like the one before. And, you know, each day presents, you know, new opportunities as well as new challenges. But, um, you know, really with a wife and kids, it's a lot of work flexibility, which is a really nice thing. And it allows me to, on Thursday morning, if Tara has a doctor's appointment, I can stay in with the kids. And, um, you know, but what happens this Tuesday compared to what happens next Wednesday or next Thursday. It's each day is totally independent of it itself. And you know, yeah. Um, what's expected of me. So, yeah. Um, you do a lot, you do obviously work a lot from behind your laptop and on the cell phone. My car of, is my office. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Drive around, uh, the different venues all over town. I'm sure to put out small fires. Yes. Um, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much. My the, hours are a little different than they used to be. You know, I mean, it's. Right. Uh, I haven't seen three thirty in the morning in a long, long time, and uh, which even, is nice. You know, last weekend we were up in Dallas for our buddy's bachelor party. Yeah, for Gallagher's bachelor party, and um, I mean, I was home in bed at the hotel by midnight, and that was a good thing. And uh, <laughs> yeah. there was some. 
uh, I got woken up at three thirty in the morning by Cushman and Vandergriff, and uh, of course, to hear some interesting stories of the last few hours of their night. But um, <laughs> otherwise, you know, I would never be up at that hour anymore. So yeah, that's something that I always forget. Leaving the bar industry for a short amount of time, like how nice it was to get in bed before I don't know three thirty four. 4 a.m. Yeah. It was kind of the norm um, whenever you're bartending. So it's a nice luxury that you, that I forgot about. I'm sure Um, the same. I mean, I probably had a good 10 year stretch where, I mean, I hadn't gone to bed before midnight in probably 10 years, you know? Um, Yeah. I I remember I had a significant other that used to get frustrated with me because she kept normal hours. And uh, is that the reason she got frustrated (laughs) with you? (laughs) Various other reasons. Okay. Uh, notice I used past tense. Had I had a significant other, um, yeah. but yeah, she used to get really angry and like upset that I wasn't asleep yet. I would just like putz around on my iPad, and she's yeah. like out cold. Um, I was quiet about it. I don't understand why that was a. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I you kind of look like Bane, by the way, right now. Um, oh yeah, well, on behind the punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very good observation, <laughs> sir. Uh, do you feel you're more powerful than me? Not oh, right now. My... No, you've got a bigger, you've got a bigger face mask. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm just the idiot with his nose on a microphone. <laughs> That's my best Bane impersonation. Well I've done. Got. It was pretty good. Uh, thank, thank you, sir. Yeah, no. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm not even Bane. gonna try. Yeah. Try Batman one. Yeah. Um, which Batman? The the Christian Bale one. Um, Robin, I'd love to blow you. No, the <laughs> Christian Bale yeah. ones. That's yeah. the Christian Bale ones like this. You know, I don't watch movies. I haven't seen... If the movie's made before the year 2000, I've seen every single one of them. If it's been made since 2000, I've seen zero of them. Part of that, I think, and you know this too, working in the industry, you know, when you're in a bar so many nights a week, the last thing you want to do when you're not in a bar is go sit in a movie theater. You know, you want to go get something done or get out there a little bit or sit your ass on the couch and do absolutely nothing. But um, the last thing I ever wanted to do was sit in a movie theater for that reason. I, probably the last thing I saw in the theater, I really think was Inception. Yeah. Um, before that, it was McGruber. Um, <laughs> don't ask why. I'll blame, I'm going to blame that on CK. Um, and then before that, it was probably like the Princess Bride sing-along at Alamo Drafthouse. So yeah. that's how often I get to the theater. But, um. uh, I know you do become uh, quite like reclusive whenever, um, I don't know, you're on the, on the grind constantly uh, yeah. in the bars. Like the one thing that you want to do is kind of like go hide away uh, just because you're exposed to, yeah, I think it, crowds it, it, and I think the industry in a way makes anybody who's worked in it for an extended period of time. There's somewhat level of becoming an introvert that's attached to it, and everyone thinks like, oh, you're working this fun social job, and we do, and we, you know, and um, again, yeah. you and I worked together for years, but when you're talking and you're making small talk with upwards of five thousand people in the course of a week, sure, yeah, you know, that day off, the last thing you want to do is make small talk. You want to. Yeah. You know, you've talked about the weather all week long. <laughs> sit your ass on the couch and just like shut down. And um, I think you've heard this theory I've had before. Yeah. And compared to the original Excite Bike on Nintendo, and you can go and you can go and you can go and you can go, and eventually you overheat. And it happens every week. Yeah. And you need to pull your bike over to the side of the road and just cool down. Man, and just that's relax. A, I have not heard this analogy. You never have. No, okay. that's fantastic. And, though. Um, I like and, it. And you, you just need to pull that bike over, and, you, and that's just sitting at home for a night. Yeah. And just not doing anything and just like decompressing. And it's important. And um, obviously, we have tons and tons of friends, mutual friends in the industry. Sure. And we have a lot of them that work the exact same way. And um, 
you know, we all need that. It's just like, and, and it can come across as rudeness sometimes. And I think we've had, you know, with my wife's family as an example, we get over there and it's like for a Sunday dinner. And I'm like, man, I just got off five days, five doubles in a row. Describe your wife's family a little yeah, bit. But, uh, yeah, I just want to <laughs> sit here and do nothing. I don't want to yeah. talk. And I come across rude. I'm not trying to be, I just don't, I, I'm literally drained socially. Um, not to mention physically, the physical terrain of working that week. But, uh, sure. you know, it, it's, uh, again, I need to take my bike to the side of the road. Yeah. I need that red level to come down a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> a couple days and I'm good to go and let's <laughs> do it again. So, um, uh, I totally understand and, and side with you 100% on that. Um, the other reason why I asked you to ex- go into detail about your, your wife's family is they're very loving and like uh, welcoming. I've, I've yet to meet them, but this is, this is just like other people's. Oh yeah, I mean, they're like, 100% Italian, so they are um, big. You know, yeah, big spread for Thanksgiving. Social people, yes. Um, yeah, man. And tons of food, and and uh, they're they're wonderful, and they've, uh, you know, they're a great group of people, and have accepted me with open arms for 11 years now, I think. And uh, jeez, so yeah. Um, Doesn't it suck whenever you get like you've been with a person for an extended amount of time, and then uh, <laughs> you have to say like. Uh, we've been married for two years, but yeah. we've been together for, you know, like, X amount like, of... Like, there's so many anniversaries, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's first date. It's, you know, it's marriage. It's our wedding anniversary. Yeah. It's our sex anniversary. There's, like, a lot of things. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are we celebrating this year? And we're joking around now with two kids, um, you know, Valentine's Day being yesterday. Yeah. And I just came... I had to stop at the wheel, and um, I was talking to Cassandra and Nick over there, and they go, oh, how was your Valentine's? I go... Um, I got home from work. I put the kids to bed. Tara went to the grocery store. She came home, put together treats for school. I fell asleep on the couch watching Walking Dead. <laughs> True and, um, love, you know. Yes, you know. <laughs> is there romance there? Um, you know, my wife's a pretty, pretty cool girl, and she's never really been a big one for Valentine's Day. So yeah. since we first started dating, we've always kind of done it laid back at the house, enchiladas, and um, love kind that. of kick back and relax and. Uh, Again, kids make it a little bit more difficult than it used to be to sure. get anything done. But yeah, I uh, I have a hard time. Just um, I don't know. I first off, uh, like it's a holiday that Hallmark made up in like, very true nineteen thirteen or something like that. Um, uh, in order to sell like more product, six weeks after Christmas, yada yada yada. Yep. So it's hard to fall under that. Like, all right, we have to go out and like this is the day that I have to express my love and people without significant others are like oh, nobody likes me. Yeah, and like uh-huh. buy flowers that are going to die in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and chocolate that nobody wants six weeks after Christmas. And yeah, you, know. you should be doing these things. Yeah. somewhat on the regular. Yeah. Uh, like I'm wondering for when Halloween's going to come up with something to like sell candy corn in April. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like April day, eat some candy corn. It's you know, mid, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> if you tell me to. Not you know. to mention, uh, yeah. Uh, Fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Not to mention my lost train of thought. Uh, oh, I was going to say... <laughs> nice <guys> are... transition. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> sure. Uh, to add to that, I always respected you for, like, I don't wear jewelry. Uh, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. Um, like, I don't wear jewelry. I don't need a ring uh, to... I don't need to wear a ring to... No, I, I have not worn my wedding ring since our wedding day. I love um, that. I, I truly, like, I, I really love that. Like, Yeah, uh, you know... Tara and I were together for years. We were together for six years before we got married. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I told her early on, I'm like, listen, I, I really don't want to wear a wedding ring. I don't like jewelry. I don't, I don't wear a watch. I don't wear necklaces. Um, not for, not since high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't wear anything. Sure. And, and, um, so I actually ended up getting a free ring from the guy I bought Tara's engagement ring f- from yeah. just for the ceremony. So we had sure. something symbolic of, of, you know, the actual event. And, 
Tara's like, that is the ugliest ring I've ever seen. And I go, <laughs> like, but I'm going to wear it for four hours in my yeah. entire life. Like, who cares? You know? Yeah. Um, it's like making fun of my house slippers. Yeah. You know? Hey, I wear them around the house. I, I really don't have house slippers. But, uh, you know, and and so she's like, it's really ugly, though. I got to get you something nicer. So she went and bought something a little bit nicer, and it's a good-looking ring, I think. Yeah. But um, I have I don't know where it is. I, I, she does. Um, I have not, again, I have not worn it since our wedding day. And when people have asked about that and like, well, do you expect her to wear her ring? And I go, well, her ring costs a shit ton more than mine did. Sure. First of all. Um, but secondly, no, I, if she doesn't wear it out, I, I don't care. And um, and really, she doesn't wear it often. She wears it when we go to dinner. She yeah. wears it when it's, to a it's formal jewelry. event. But when she's running her day-to-day errands or she's going to the grocery store, she's you know doing something casually around. She does not wear her ring either. And you know, people, I, I think the, argument people have had with us or the I don't say argument but they go well then how do people know you're married or why aren't you going to cheat yeah so like, well I don't need a ring to get me to not cheat on my wife I don't cheat on my wife because I love her and she loves me and I trust her and she trusts me yeah and a ring can come off pretty damn easily if I really want it to absolutely uh, yeah a ring's not going to stop someone from cheating you know being a bad spouse will so um we have a good relationship whoa yeah I what happened? I, I'm hearing a ukulele. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> are you going to start singing right now? Am I no. hearing a, a video? No, I, I fucked up. And I was, uh, I, was trying to cue this, uh, I was trying to cue this thing up, and I didn't know it was already playing. Ding-a-ding, ding That's the intro-outro music. Yeah. Because I don't hear you through the headphones. You don't? But again, I'm not supposed to, right? No. Oh. Again. Dude, I forgot to plug you in this entire oh, okay. time. You're doing great, though, projecting. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> How's that? That's now you can hear me. That's much better. That's what I was yeah. trying to do the whole time. And you know what I did? Actually, I, you're really loud now. Okay, hold on. Let me turn that down. Okay. Boom. Okay. Is that better? A little bit more. A little more. You can just shut yourself back off, actually. Okay. That's kind of nice. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> turn on the ukulele. Plug me again, back please. in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that too loud? Is it a little bit lower? A little lower. All right. Yeah. A little more. A, a little, little more. Uh, yeah. Give it to me a little harder. Yeah. Uh, that's good right there. I think we're All right. Good. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to. Uh, what's actually what's good is like I played the I don't know there's a whole fucking whatever I'm glad this is called my shitty uh, yeah, podcast because yeah. I put the expectations pretty low because I do want you know all the listeners to know that I was not hearing anything thus far so <laughs> and then all of a sudden ukulele music just started playing in my headphones out of the blue and I think it was uh, I was trying to cue that up uh, for another thing I really want to see the video attached to it because I'm pretty sure it's Adam's uh, I, it's like a know, tiny tone voice tryout yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, no I wanted you to have a vehicle too to uh if anybody ever was quite like, wouldn't you wear a wedding ring? Like, well, I'll check this podcast out. Yeah, yeah. But I don't there have to go. fucking explain it anymore, <laughs> for God's sakes. Yeah. That's good promotion. <laughs> Tired though. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a good way to, to spread it around. Yes. Um, do you ever feel like you can't go to any of the bars that you're affiliated with because you feel like a, like a little celebrity? Like you can't... No. You can't uh, sit down, relax, and have like a cold one without somebody like, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? Not even a little bit? No, not really. Okay. Um, and that's that's part of what I enjoy in the industry. And again, sure. uh, you know, as I mentioned, without, you know, my job now is so much different in what it entails that, again, my, that Excite Bike moment I was speaking about, I don't really have that anymore because I'm not, you know, dealing with, and again, when I say dealing, again, you and I worked Wednesdays together for a long, long time. And, yeah. um, I, I absolutely loved what I did. I loved being in the bars and I still do. Sure. Um, but I don't have th- that kind of burnout moment anymore because I'm not doing it on the same scale. So no, I absolutely love being in the bars and hanging out with the regulars and, 
Um, again, our time together at Starbar, you know, it was just an amazing group of people that we worked with there and, and great yeah. client base. And I love going by still and grabbing a beer during happy hour with Jim and Dave and Ippy. And, uh, all you know. the, those regulars were golden, man. Yes. Uh, Jim, Dave, Ippy were just like senior citizens, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, just like the sweetest group of guys I've ever and, and, <laughs> had the pleasure there's, there's, of meeting. Yeah, there's a good like and, 40 year age gap, and I'd love to go out and have a beer with those guys. And absolutely. now I kind of have the chance too. I can go by and, and sit with them in a you know less work environment and sit down with them and have a beer. So that's really enjoyable now. Yeah, and, um, I've had to run errands before and then sat around and like had a beer with them. Like, all right, fuck it. Like, yeah. I got, I have to uh, have a beer here. here. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, and, and man, they can tell you some stories, and they are just incredibly interesting people. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we should set up a podcast out in front of Starbar one day with those guys. That would oh be amazing. Man, it would be. It would be. You're gonna have to edit a lot of it. Probably. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, they uh, the story. It's it's really just to be on a fly, a fly on the wall when those guys are talking and uh, they they just tell these amazing stories and they're yeah. you know as someone who's not from Texas originally. Their knowledge of the history of Texas is absolutely astounding, and they bring these books in and they tell these stories, and and it's it's like a history lesson. And yeah, again, when I moved to Texas, people were shocked that I didn't take Texas history in high school. And um, they don't. For everyone who doesn't know, they don't teach Texas history in Chicago nor uh-huh. anywhere else but Texas. Right. Um, and just hearing these guys tell these stories and of these I didn't old, know that. I just learned something. Yeah, these old rangers, and it's just they're very interesting people. And again, they've lived incredibly interesting lives and have got some great life experience. And uh, again, a great resource for us, kind of in a way too, just to sit back and listen. And yeah, um, you know, like our grandparents, you know, you know, like hey, these they know better than we do. Listen to what they say. Um, Was there Illinois uh, like state history that was required? No, there wasn't. Um, but you know, I remember one time my, my buddy Billy Siriani, who's from Philadelphia, and we worked together. My first job in Austin was at McCormick and Schmicks, and we worked together. And someone asking him, being like, "Oh, you didn't have Philadelphia history?" And he goes, "It's called U.S. history. Like that's the history of our country is <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia." Um, the only thing it's called Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, like, um, he's, I don't know. Yeah, he's from Illinois. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's actually the land of Lincoln, Adam. Um, that's, that's true. That's so true. the the one thing we had in Illinois that was unique, I think, from a history point of view. Um, and I might be, my history might not be totally accurate, but from what I understood as a kid, we had Casimir Pulaski Day off from school every year. And obviously Chicago has an absolutely massive Polish population, and I believe the largest in the, in the world, even um, really? larger than Warsaw. Yeah, there's more Polish people in Chicago than Warsaw. Than Poland. What's that? Yes. <laughs> um, They've all moved out. Not as out. a country, but... Um, <laughs> so Casimir Pulaski was a Polish general who came and fought for the U.S. during the War of Independence. And he was shot in the balls and bled to death in a field. Whoa! And yeah, and so give that guy a day. You no know, kidding. Him, I, I thought we should get we should get a week off school. You should but, get two days, one yeah. for each ball. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure none of the kids would have complained. But so every year, you know, and it, it was foreign to me when I moved to Arizona for college. Um, you know, being like, oh, it's Casimir Pulaski Day, and everyone's like, who the hell is Casimir Pulaski? You yeah. know, that was, it's a very unique day. To Chicago due to the massive Polish population. So wow. Um, that we certainly learned. I think we probably had like a week in school where we did Illinois history, Chicago history, the, the Chicago Fire, and and you know uh, the history of the city. But by no means do we have a dedicated class to you know the history of Chicago. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, I always uh, appreciated the fact that you were like, man, I wish. I wish I wouldn't have done as much college. Like if I would have known this is the career path I would have taken, I don't think I would have. 
I probably wouldn't have wasted so much money on college. I don't know. Like, yeah, do you, um, do you feel uh, is that an accurate statement or help me? Yes and no. I mean, I think a lot of um, be the keel of my ship and and yeah, I, I I think I did pull a lot of things away and did learn a lot of quality things in college that aren't just necessarily taught in the classroom. Read and write. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I did not could use my math. toes to count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I could only count the 22 at the time. So, um, But, you know, certainly my career path didn't necessarily in, entail having a degree. And um, yeah. I, I'm glad I have it. And I'm glad I did it. But um, at the same time, I do think a lot of things I did learn through college have been beneficial throughout my career, but weren't necessarily necessary to, to doing it, you know, and obviously, um, but by no means do I regret it, but at the same time, it's, you know, were those the best utilized five years of my life? Um, maybe not, but I was at Arizona, we won a national championship in 97. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, uh, it's hard to take away from like, it's hard to say like, I spent this much academically, but like all the life experiences that come with it too is like sure. that's there's something to be said for that yeah. too like you said that and um and again like growing independently as a person and um yeah. you know uh moving halfway across the country as an 18 year old and living on your own is is a uh, a challenge in itself and learning a certain accountability of having to be places at the right time and and you know very cordial uh, young man by the way i well, must say you yeah. you were probably the most punctual person i know like you even gave me a heads up like hey i might be early yeah. like oh heavens to betsy <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I i am never ever late to anything but, i know uh, uh, but 8 a.m classes in college were probably a little different so absolutely um, yeah. especially after you just learned how to do a keg stand <laughs> yes i learned that in high school <laughs> so <laughs> i've known how to do this i'm a yeah, pro yeah. yeah i'm pretty good yeah i'm pretty good at this <laughs> that's awesome uh when's the last time you did a keg stand at him jesus uh i i remember doing it and thinking like i'm i've been done with these like i don't i don't but i can't quite pinpoint like when it was i know it was was late 20s for sure okay um and i think it was maybe like a friend's party and somebody like i I was getting ready to leave and like i can't leave now we're doing a keg stand it was like the novelty of it at that point like yeah i haven't done it yeah yeah i haven't done it in years and um my older sister was there and she did this thing uh which like mad respect because everybody's like yeah um where she like halfway held down like the she's like i got your back Uh, and like halfway held down the uh the spigot so you could go twice as long yeah so it's like adam did a minute and a half and i really just drank like half a beer (laughs) yeah (laughs) of like natty light (laughs) yeah There's still, like more booze and a shot of Nyquil. Yeah, you know? I'm still yeah. able to drive home now yeah. after this. Uh, yeah. So yeah, shout out to the sister for that one. That was uh, that was amazing. Yeah. Well um, done, sis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the people just unsubscribed that were at that party. <laughs> Adam's a fraud. <laughs> yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> Pulled us all. Your legend in Waxahachie lives no more. Um, mirrors. <laughs> yeah, they're taking down the statue right now. <laughs> the keg stand. The upside down statue. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, sandwich! <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, do you feel as a uh, as a bar owner or being affiliated with bars? Do you feel like uh, Yelp is helpful or hurtful for a business? Um, I know it's kind of like a know, dicey. We've talked before, like how Yelp can. If, yeah, you, if uh, you to speak completely honestly, and um, you know, I, I want to be as political as I possibly can sure. i fucking hate yelp um <laughs> I, I i think it's the dumbest shit that's ever been invented yeah you know the idea it's pretty that silly let's give everybody a voice um well a lot of people are really stupid and i don't want to hear their voices um from our point of view 
you know, as the operators and owners of the businesses, I do monitor our pages and I do read them and I do look at them. And right. I, and I, I think I, I bet you can do the same thing just working in the industry. You can read a post that's total bullshit and know that like that is so wrong. That is such a dumb review, not even of our businesses per se, but I, you know, I, and I do use Yelp as a resource when I go out of town and I want to find, you know, a, a great restaurants to eat at and you know i love looking at pictures of food um absolutely so I, I, that allows me to be like ooh, that looks good i'm gonna eat that when i go to denver um you know <laughs> yeah it's and, nice and to do so, your homework if you're gonna go someplace so, so, I, so the, the tool of that i do think is somewhat useful and in general i do feel like great venues will be ranked highly and shitty venues will be ranked poorly sure. um uh, uchi is a four and a half star place it should be a four and a half star place and if i can go to a page and see two thousand reviews that's a pretty good sample size to understand that this is a good place and a good quality place to go eat yeah um so i have the ability i think to look at reviews for our page and and i can see let's say we do have a one star review and i can be like and it's we have one i think it was when you were still working the wheel mm-hmm. the lady gives a one star review because she showed up with her husband, and her husband didn't have his ID. He left, forgot it at home. They wouldn't let him in. Yeah. And she gives a one-star review for that. And, well, we're doing, you know, we hire a door guy for that exact reason. That's what he's paid to do. It's not with people without IDs. And she thought it was ridiculous. And, and, and she's like, you know, he's 26. Yeah, he's 26. If he was 46, I yeah. get it, you know. But, right. Um, you know, I'm not, you're, I'm not going to lose my job over your husband. We're not going to jeopardize our business, <laughs> yeah. you know, so that your your husband coming because he forgot his ID. So I can look at ones like that and be like, well, that's just stupid, and I'm not going to give any any credit to that. Yeah. Now, if we see a trend of something happening, of um, I think restaurants have this a lot more. Where they, maybe they see four reviews of one food item. People say, hey, that everything was good, but the chicken fingers sucked. Yeah. You know? Well, then get rid of the chicken fingers or fix them. Sure. So I think there is a tool built in there. Um, but for the most part, I, I think it's it, 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 it does serve a purpose in a way. Yeah. I just really, really despise it. I, I'm not a South Park watcher or necessarily fan for that matter. I saw the clips of the Yelp episode they did and I thought it was fantastic. Oh, and it's really? These people I haven't who come seen in, this. It's like this threat of when we have people come up to the doors of our bars who are intoxicated and won't let them in. I'm going to yelp about this. Go go do it. You know, yeah. like, and even the one from The Wheel who wrote the one-star review, I mean, um, actually, I think that might, maybe it was on Facebook. People commented on it, and it was just like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, like, this is a great establishment, trying to do a good job and trying to do things right. Get mad at your husband, not yeah. mad at the venue. Yeah, you fucked up, and you're going to give, you're going to take it out on the venue. Like, that's, that's yeah. it's a little unfair. Um, so one thing I started doing to relieve stress at one point in my life, and I was still in the bars full time, was I would go and look at other people's Yelp pages, and I would find some ignorant review from a, a patron, and I would just <laughs> destroy them. And, um, yeah. and be like, you suck. <laughs> like, I have zero, places I've never even been to, yeah. you know? And um, I remember one girl who had uh, Big Daddy's Burgers up on Burnett. I've never been to Big Daddy's. And um, and she gave it a one-star review, but she had also given – and her her review was just terrible. It was uh, – everything she complained about was just ignorant and asinine. But she had given Applebee's five stars. And I'm like, <laughs> you, oh, boy. I'm like, and, and I – I wrote, you, know, you can't comment on a post, but I could write a new post and be like, hey, Annie B. Yeah. Um, you're an idiot. And, and I – and kind of – belittled her review and the owner in a private message sent me he's like thank you so much for that because oh, you know, nice. the owner can't write that you still you're representing a business and you have to be you're like you know, a, somewhat diplomatic in your approach and um 
and and so it was a good way to relieve stress. And I think for anybody, you know, bounce around Yelp a little bit, you're going to find some pretty ignorant reviews. Absolutely, yeah. And you as just a unpartisan person reading it, you know. Have some fun. Yeah. Um, You're like a Yelp vigilante. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Boondock Saints of Yelp, you know? (laughs) Who was this good go-getter? I don't know. This this young go-getter out there. Trying to stop stupid people from writing bad reviews. (laughs) You gave Apple Apple Stars? You gave Apple Jacks? You gave Applebee's a... um, Fucking five star review. And you know, she really raved about Club A, you know, which is oh, uh, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, this is what Applebee's turns into. Like after hours, it turns into Club B. Have you ever been to Club A? I or Club A, yeah, yeah. Or is it the, is it the B? No, it's Club, no, it's Club A. A. Yeah, oh, they have like well, one. They have like one the line cooks come out and DJ, and, and um, they blare their music, and and yeah, you just eat MSG and salt and. Uh, yeah, the and Applebee's in Waxahachie was kind of like a. Uh, it's a, a hot place there. I bet it, it yeah. is a hot place there. It was <laughs> yeah. like the kind of sort of the only bar around for a little bit, um, and yeah, after like kind of the sun went down and like after dinner hours, it became just like a full on bar, and they would play like loud music, and yeah. if you <laughs> if you came there expecting like a regular Applebee's, <laughs> it was a bit. Like a little more than what you would expect. You could still get a pina colada, right? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, and you could yeah. still smoke in there too. Okay, like yeah. so, oy, oy vey. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that you were allowed to at that time. Oh, just Applebee's. Was yeah, but it. Applebee's is like yeah. fuck you. Like, they're kind of risque like that. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're envelope pushers. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, it's pretty always good. changing the pace in the course of the industry. <laughs> I mean, trendsetters. You know, though. So. Uh, I mean, you, obviously, if the health department lets them get away with their food, they might as well let them get away with smoking. Yeah. So, uh, why are there so many microwaves back here? Yeah. Uh, you just take that out of the freezer, pop it in there, and then boom, good I'm to go. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know that to be factual. Um, I think it is. <laughs> uh, what's the? Do you have a like a? Is there a large misconception that you hear? Um, like I always, I work at a bar right now where a lot of people are. Tr- traveling and like it's kind of like a destination spot like oh sure. we had to pop in here um are you keeping it private where you work right now is that kind of secret no it's podcast? gonna it's well uh sort of kind of it's okay. it's on rainy street, street you're on? yeah okay, it's on rainy street yeah. so um it's popular it's kind of like the new sixth street yeah uh but uh there's a lot of people that are like yeah man that are not from here like austin's a great place to to open up a- i want to just move down here open up a bar and just kill it because <laughs> there's so many bars here and everybody's drinking. Uh, and I just politely say, like, yeah, d- come on down, man. Come and do it. But uh, the actuality, like, that's it's there's a lot more meat and potatoes that go to it. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes things. But be, I, I would imagine, like, the common person would just think like he's walking and start pour- pouring drinks and you make money like that's how it that's how it goes but uh, I, I wish um, <laughs> is there or, a misconception like that i run into that often but is there one that you absolutely that you and see? I, I think um you know in, in multiple ways and, and you know it's in a way i must find it i don't want to say insulting but when you see someone who's done very well in another walk of life yeah let's say real estate for example and sure. goes hey i want to open a bar and they go and do it and um and uh, you know, it's the highest failure rate of any industry there is, is bars and restaurants. Yeah. I think it's something like 93% within three years. Yes. Um, so it's not easy to do, and it's a ton of work. And I think everyone gets to see, and again, you've been in the industry for a long time, yeah. gets to see the fun part of it, the while the doors are open part, and um, not everything else that's entailed to make a successful business run. 
Yeah, no one sees the strings. They no. just see... Yeah, the puppets. Yeah, and, um, yeah. and I think for, you know, so again, I, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, I do pretty well in the bar industry. I'm going to go open a real estate office because I don't know shit about real estate. So it's pretty naive of me to think I can do it because, well, we have a booming real estate economy here. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Well, th- there's a lot of things that need to be done to get to that point. Sure. Um, so I'm not by any means saying what we do is rocket science, you yeah. know, but I think there is a basic equation that needs to be done in order to be successful. And, you know, for people who, I think there's two types of people who go in this industry and there's people who want to open a bar and there's people who want to open a business. And for the people who want to open a bar and get their friends drunk and meet girls, you know, you're going to fail. And if you've got the means to do it and not care about making money, more power to you. And, and I wish I was in your spot. Sure. But yeah. that's certainly, you know, not the majority of people's, um, you know, position to be in to open a business. And, you know, it, we we own businesses, not bars. And we will say that, you know, to the day we quit doing it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of checks and balances. There's Absolutely. a lot of P&Ls. There's a lot of things that need to be done correctly in order to make a business profitable. And for people to think that money just rolls in, um, it, it can, but it, yeah. not to the clip that people think it is. You know? Yeah, and, it, t- it takes a while to kind of grab yeah. traction and, and, um, and actually become profitable. And, and I think you know, most bars will run about a 20 25% profit margin, um, which is really, really good. Yeah. But when you start breaking it all up and all the costs that go into it, that's not including entertainment. You want to throw bands and DJs in there, sure. that's taking a huge chunk of your change too. So um, that's what, you know, with all the shit that's going on right now with Austin being dubbed the live music capital of the world, you know, but nobody wants to pay for music here. Sure. And it's very problematic. Don Pitts, who has sat on the board and has been the director of the music entertainment for Austin for a long time, just stepped down yesterday. Yeah. Um, and one of his complaints a little bit is like, you know, I've, I've been brought in here to help grow the music industry and I've run into all these obstacles with it condos, the Westin suing the bars on 6th Street right now, which are pretty ridiculous things. Um, but secondly, it's, you know, nobody in Austin wants to pay a cover charge to see a band. And that leaves, you know, the responsibility of the bar to pay the bands. And when a band wants 20%, you're running a 20% profit margin. Well, you just quit making money for the night. So, um, you know, is it better to do $10,000 while you're giving 20% to a band or $2,000 when you're not? And, uh, and it's unfortunate because I think it's a huge part of our city. It's a huge part of what has helped Austin grow. Um, but there's a lot of obstacles right now that are kind of foreboding the growth of the music industry in this town. And it's unfortunate because if you want to see a band, I don't see the problem with ponying up five bucks. Yeah, yeah, most Instead definitely. of having four drinks and you go inside, have three. Or yeah. instead of having nine, have eight. Let's be realistic. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's if there's a band I want to see, I'm happy to pay, you know, uh, five bucks to see them. And I think people need to be as well if they want to keep our musicians happy in this town and they're going to leave. Yeah, you know? I concur. I, uh, there, I, I can't tell you how many people traveling, like I said before, uh, on a popular street where people from out of town uh, frequent. And they're like, where do I go for live music? I'm like, man. There isn't any on Rainy, is there? No, not really. Not like really, specific yeah. nights, you'll have like somebody that'll dish out like a uh, like a single like White guy Google. with a guitar okay. singing like shitty like Third Eye Blind songs or yeah. whatever. I shouldn't sh- shouldn't say shitty Third Eye Blind songs. Why does he play the good ones? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate to that I don't know that that that's kind of gone away. I remember in two like two thousand five. Yeah. Uh, just walking up what's 36 now, but what was just like 
known as Sixth Street, mm-hmm. um, and I could just poke poke my head in anywhere and see like a Stevie Ray Vaughan esque show, like a guy just sort of playing the blues, and everywhere was great. Like I didn't have to um, like do the homework, I guess. Like you could just kind of stumble around wherever the wherever there was an open bar, and yeah. they, they would have live music there. But yeah, that's kind of gone the way of the dodo bird. Yeah. Uh, the elephant room is probably my my I free, you know I don't get there often enough. It's man. probably my favorite, man. The place is so awesome. I can't tell you how many people I send to the elephant room. The music is so good, so good. It's Live such jazz. a cool laid back place. So I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So I concur. I concur. Yeah. Um, indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken that out of my, my repertoire. My just, plan was to see how many times I could drop "indeed" <laughs> into this podcast, and I totally forgot. We're like twenty minutes in now, so I'm gonna have to drop it. But uh, I did that. That stupid, was the plan. I yeah. felt like I did okay on the commercial, and then right at the end, I was like, "Just get it over with. Just get it over <laughs> with." And I was like, "Indeed, indeed." indeed like anything indeed. she said, I was like, yeah. "Indeed." I did a commercial, like a little promo, uh, local news thing, a long time ago. <clears throat> That's what I'm referring to. Anyway, Funky Beats. He flexed on TV. I did. I yeah. flexed some muscles on TV, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was bringing out everything I had. Like, yeah. <laughs> I came out guns a blazing. Like, I don't know what's funny. For five thirty in the morning, man, that was pretty impressive. That was pretty so, good, yeah. right? And I had some booze too. Oh, like well right, done. Well, right there on the air. Yeah. I didn't get the like. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should have had a shot before. I would have been a little more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Or probably would have stuttered or yeah. something. <laughs> we're just going to indeed, 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 indeed. The memes that followed were pretty great as well. So um. uh, I concur is what I've put in okay. the. No, I'm just kidding. Um, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is. Uh, I always felt like you were a really good manager for being, if I may, uh, I don't know, pat, pat you on the back uh, a Please little do. bit. <laughs> please do go on, Adam. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. the microphone is yours. I'm, I'm gonna sit back and be quiet. I'm go in the living room, sit with Bruce right now. Um, you just can start talking about it. So, uh, yeah, man, I always thought it was it was great, and I, th- I always thought you were a great manager, a great boss. Um, and I think a part of that is like you had your hands in the like you got you were in there getting your hands dirty, like you were working. You weren't shouting out orders. You were leading like the team for the most part. Do you feel like that's quintessential for uh, a business to have, um, I don't know, a person in charge take that role on? I, I think it certainly helps. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, part of it for me is I think, you know, when we're in the throes of a busy night, you know, it's it's about getting things done as efficiently as possible. And yeah. if that involves the hose breaking from under the well at 11.30 while we're four deep at the bar, you know, the most efficient way to do it is for me to just get down on my hands and knees and replace that hose, you Absolutely. know, instead of running around trying to find somebody else to do it. So, um, Was that the uh, the night when Corey got cranberry <laughs> oh, sauce? That was a different cranberry, one. Cranberry but, sauce, yes, cranberry yeah, juice cranberry all over juice. him. <laughs> uh, that like was Thanksgiving, s- actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cranberry touché, sauce episode of uh, 2009. <laughs> was, never forget, never forget. Touche, touche, well um, done. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I, is if there might just be a selfish reason to it of like I want to make as much money as possible and yeah. and let's just run this place as efficiently as possible to get it done. Sure. So um certainly, you know, I have Nothing worked wrong with that, I have way. worked for people in the past and I, I had a, a boss in Arizona who would say, you know, there's not one job in this bar I wouldn't do or restaurant actually that I wouldn't do. So, you know, if, if something needs to be done, I'll do it. And, and I never saw the guy lift a, a finger. He was the owner of the place <laughs> ever. You're and I remember one time, I, I was Friday night, we're busy. And, you know, in the bar and the restaurant, like most restaurants are pretty independently run of each yeah. other, you know. And the restaurant, the bar was its own business. It, it was its own commodity. We didn't, and I was a, a server at the time. I was probably 20, 21 years old. And I'm waiting on my table. I'm actually 
in the middle of taking the order. And the owner walks over, grabs me by the arm, drags me into the bar, takes me to the back corner, show me a piece of gum on the wall, and uh-huh. says, get this off of here. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking get it off of there. You know? Yeah. Like, How much I, energy I did it take I don't for you mind, to I, I don't mind peeling gum off a wall, but... You just pissed off a table that's yep. affecting my money. It's affecting your money. It's affecting the overall like feel of this business. Now I'm going to be hiring for my next tables. Like the slippery slope of what that created, instead of you just taking the gum off the wall by yourself or just waiting for a more opportune time at when the bar cleared out later, the restaurant cleared out. Hey, there's some gum on the wall over there. Can somebody get it off? Sure. No problem. I have no problem doing that job. Um, you know, I'm going to do whatever someone pays me to do. To an extent. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I worked at a fresh seafood market all through high school, so, they, yeah, it doesn't get much worse than that. Um, you know, inking a squid. Have but, you ever done that? I, what's that? I have not, uh, no. I heard have that you? was messed I know, but I've heard it, it was like... It sounds like a weird thing for masturbating. But <laughs> <laughs> just going to go run de my squid, guys. <laughs> I don't feel love to it. I de my squid twice today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I certainly remember, you know, I think, and part of it is you learn a lot, you know, I think in any industry, a lot of times you learn just as much what not to do as what to do. And, yeah. um, and I remember thinking like, I'm never going to fucking be that guy who is, you know, he's got his head so far his own ass that he's not willing to go do something so small and simple to fix something. Yeah. I think a general awareness of the building is important from management team and from bartender's point of view as well. But, you know you have to prioritize what's going on as well. And again, you've managed multiple bars for us now too. Sure. Of knowing like on, on a busy night, like, oh shit, I see that over there. Yeah. That window's dirty. We got to wash that tonight. Yeah. But not right now. You know, yeah, like, I'm going to get to that. Sure. There, there's an order of operations that are going to happen here before we get to that. And, um, you know, when it's the, hey, I got a drunk girl in the toilet. I've got a guy fighting on the back patio. I've got this going. T- I've got health department at the front door. <laughs> yeah. That's when you're like, all right, shit, I'm not going to go clean a window right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and I've got to figure out what's the best way to solve all these problems at once. So, sure. Um, I'm, uh, I'm reminiscent of a, a, a cocktail with a, with a fruit fly in it whenever we were oh, working God, together. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell it or should I? Go, go ahead. No, I'd love for you to tell it. So, so I believe it was a margarita. <clears throat> I think it was. It was like a strawberry. It was one of our specialty and like it was a, a syrup that we didn't use often. So okay. like a fruit fly had climbed in there. Yeah. Um, so it was like a strawberry something or another or like a watermelon something or another. And I'd, The strawberry I'd... basil. Was that what it was? <laughs> Mojito. That was very short lived. I think that was gone by the time... I, Maybe we did it for like a special occasion. It was pink, party. I remember. Okay. I, and we used a syrup that wasn't so fruitful. I cl- climbed in there, yeah. I, unbeknownst to me. So Adam pours the drink and um, and he puts it in front of the customer. And while he does it, he notices that you know there's a fruit fly sitting on top of the drink. And while the customer is turning the other way, like any bartender knows, you can do a straw dip and grab a fruit fly really quick. It's not going to do any damage to anybody. It's a fruit fly. Um, but a lot of times when you make a drink, you'll straw dip it as well just in order to get a taste of the drink to make sure it tasted all right. So Adam goes and does the straw dip and gets the fly, and the girl sees him put the straw in, and he goes, um, and he just sticks the fly in his mouth and just drinks the fly. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was getting ready to throw the straw like in the trash, but she turned around and caught me at the perfect instant, yeah. where like, why is this guy in my drink? Yeah. And I was, just eating your fly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to test, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to taste a little bit and make sure the yeah. mixture is perfect. And I think mm. you and I, we had a conversation after that happened of, of being like, would you return, let's say I'm sitting at a bar and my beer came out and there's a fruit fly in it. Yeah. Would, and I asked you, would you return your beer? 
And I think your answer was, I don't even think I'd take the fly out. Yeah, like, who yeah. cares? It's a fruit fly. It's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of protein in my otherwise unhealthy sure. beer lunch. If, if uh, my eyes were closed, I'd have no idea it was in no, there. No, like, like, you... and, and I've tried before. I've had a fruit fly in there, and I can't really get to it. I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's, yeah. a, it's a fruit fly. It's not going to kill me. Yeah. You know? I obviously wasn't squirmish about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Took it right in. Yeah. It's like, this is not the time. I can either remake this drink or yeah. eat a fruit fly. Yeah. Fruit fly. Way to take one for the team. <laughs> I mean, what that did for our liquor cost is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad you were there to to, to take it all in. Like, yes. oh shit, that's nice, nice yeah. work, man, yeah. nice work. That was like an instant. Like, I see you. I see what you did there, buddy. There's Adam. Give that guy a raise. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the? Uh, do you have a, like a big confrontation that you've ever had uh, in your in your position outside of bartending? Uh, now overseeing all these bars, is there like a a liquor rep or? Somebody that was fickle towards you. I feel like you're in a position where you're you can like, well, if you want me to, I don't have to. I don't have to scratch not, your belly if I don't want to. Not <laughs> close to like they were when I was still behind the bar, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, Is there a better one for behind the bar? Oh it God, have where to, to start? You know. Really? Um, you were there for half of them. Um, True. I, you know, I, I think for anybody who's scared of confrontation, you know. Go bartend for a handful of years, yeah. and like you get so dense and immune to it, <laughs> yeah. of like you know, um, it, it just becomes second nature, and, and you know because at the end of the day, you're paid to do what's right for the business, and, yeah. and it's it's within your certain limits to say, hey, it's time for you to go, or I got to cut you off, or this or that, or you know, and yeah, and certainly with hiring door guys, I think it's been a challenge in the past, and we had I'm not going to bring up his name, but a guy who worked for us who was great for a while, he's a young kid. Um, and when I, I go, my one concern is you're 23, 24 years old. You know, are you comfortable telling a 45-year-old man when he walks up here and he's had too much to drink that he can't come in? Yeah. And they said, yes, and he wasn't, you know, and I get that. And I think when I was 23, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have been comfortable doing that either. You yeah, know? yeah, most definitely. Um, to tell a guy in a suit my dad's age, you know, hey, I'm sorry, sir. I think you've had enough to drink tonight. I don't um, think I can let you in. And yeah. Like, and I was, and, oh, really, kid? Come on, I'm coming in. And like I'm your you know, Uncle Randy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uncle Randy, get your hands off me. Um, ah, not uh, again. Yeah. He's kissing me. Help. Um, safe safe place. Safe place. Yeah. Um, you know, so God, I mean, uh, there there are so many of them. It'd be hard to really like pin down one that was, you know, uh, that was yeah, special. And fair enough. To deal with a little bit like what we uh, one that kind of comes to mind, and it's not even a massive confrontation in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I, I've sure been, it doesn't have to be like the biggest baddest. I, I was I've, just I've been punched a hundred times. I've been yeah. kicked. God knows how many times. I've been I've been spit on. I've been I've had shit thrown at me. I've had glasses thrown at me. Yeah, you know, and you get some pretty thick skin. Luckily, to keep all the diseases from the spit off of you. <laughs> but uh, you know, like it, it's and you're really just trying to do what's right, not only for the establishment, but for the patron as well. From sure. a certain level of safety of like, you've had too much to drink tonight. Just the general... It's time like, for you to go home. Let me get you in a cab. Yeah. Um, and certainly arguments about getting people home safely and people who don't want to listen. But there was one... This was a random day. And it was early afternoon. It was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I happened to be at the bar. And I think it was a Monday or Tuesday. I remember Aaron was working. And James Irwin was working as well. He hasn't worked with us for years. Not to be confused with uh, Steve Irwin. No, no, not the same guy. Oh, it's a um, different guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll swim with the stingrays. Yeah, Steve Irwin, really, he's really not dead. He's actually bartending at Starbar. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and this, this gentleman was with 
two women and he came up to the bar and Aaron walked over to him and he goes, Hey man, um, can you get that guy for me? And points to James. And Aaron goes, Yep, um, sure. Is there something I can help you with? Yeah. And he goes, No, I want to close my tab, but you please get him. And Aaron says, Okay, one sec. And he walks over to James and he goes, Hey, is that, that guy needs to close the tab on? James goes, One sec, he's busy with another customer. And Aaron walks back over, hey, it's going to be a sec, man, but I'm more than willing to help you. What's the last name? I'll close your tab out. Sure. And he goes, yeah. I want to close with him. And Aaron goes, okay, is there any reason? And he goes, because I think you're a fucking asshole. And it's like 4.30 on a Monday. Yeah. And Aaron goes, all right. And he walks over to James, asks, he goes, what's that guy's last name? Gets the tab, closes out, walks around the bar, hands him the tab. He says, you can sign this and you can leave. And the guy's like, what? Oh, I'm leaving. It's like, you're closing your tab anyway. Yes, you called me a fucking asshole. You need to leave. You got to go? Yeah. So somehow the guy gets my number, and a handful of days later calls me, and um, he wants to meet with me. And I said, absolutely. So he has no clue that I've witnessed the altercation that just went on. And I meet him down at the bar, and I remember Eric Cook and Chad, Chris Knock, were sitting there again. Two, two regulars. Yeah, early happy hour, um, and are sitting there, and they, they see this gentleman walk up to me, and he demands that an apology from me as well as an apology from Aaron. And I'm like, for what? And, and uh, he goes, well, you know, he kicked me out of the bar. I go, well, you called him a fucking asshole. He goes, well, he needs thicker skin. If he's going to work in this industry, he needs to get used to people talking to him like that. Right. And I said, no. That's, he, that's he not doesn't. how it works. You know, yeah. you wouldn't go to your, I was at the dentist today, so half my face is still numb, by the way. Oh, but, really? Um, I'm not going to go to my dental hygienist or to my dentist or someone who's checking me out and go, like, hey, fucking asshole, close me out. You know, you just don't talk to people like that. Have nothing to do with the industry. It's just about being a decent person. Yeah. And this guy going, well, you know, this is bullshit. I used to manage restaurants, and I would always tell my employees they need to. And I'm like, you need to stand up for your employees, you yeah. know. And I'm like, there's no reason that anybody, again, trying to get straight up, should ever talk to anybody like that. It's just ridiculous that you're an adult and you're going to talk to another adult that way who's just trying to help you and get your tab closed. And uh, and he wouldn't let up. And he goes, well, this is bullshit. Blah, blah, you're going to fail. And if you if you can hire, you know, I'm like, he's one of my managers, actually, a very, very good one who's, you know, this is six, seven years ago, probably, who's still with us. And again, he's you know, our general manager at the wheel now. Yeah. Um, and does a fantastic job. And I was like, he was on episode know, three. What's that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were going to listen to it on our drive to Dallas a couple weeks ago. I was like, I've, I've already heard every one of those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, <laughs> a lot of these stories are, are yeah, well known yeah. amongst, uh, amongst pals. And, um, but it's this expectation, you know, and again, like from a confrontation point of view, and, and it got heated to the point where, where the two regulars who were sitting there, Chad and uh, Eric, were ready to get up and, and kind of throw down. I'm like, guys, it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah. you know, again, we get very used to it, and we get used to not taking a person. We do have thick skin. Yeah, Trust right. me, Aaron didn't lose a wink of sleep over this guy. Aaron <laughs> yeah. does have thick skin. <laughs> yeah. It's just still not appropriate for someone to come into establishment and talk to anybody like that. Yeah. Might it be a customer, might it be an employee or anybody else. So. Um, Again, uh, there's been much bigger physical confrontations over the years. Yeah. But uh, that one in particular where, you know, was... Yeah, that's just, all. Just an example of sometimes how people are when they drunk, and everybody knows it, but you just, you know, you deal with it, and yeah, it's, it's the perils of the job. So it's, it's one that obviously stuck out in your mind, like, for, for yep. like, that's so ridiculous. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. All right, fine. Like, that's... This one of just... my favorite physical ones although <laughs> Please, wasn't, yeah. wasn't me necessarily involved but it was at red fez when i a bar that's been this is long long day. gone yeah and i used to manage um and it closed down in probably 2009 
And um, we had a doorman there. I'll leave his name out of it. But uh, he's a fantastic guy. He's still around Austin. Um, and he's a not the biggest guy. He's, he's a good-sized guy. But he's not that big, physically intimidating. But he just knew how to fight. Yeah. And and everybody there kind of knew, like, you don't mess with him because he's you're going to lose no matter how big you are. And it took some time for him to kind of develop that reputation. But when he told somebody to leave... They left. Yeah, and, there was no um, question about it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so one time he caught a guy stealing the tip jars, and <laughs> Austin was a mud. This is probably 2005, 2006 when this happened, but um, he finds the guy in the bathroom in the stall with the tip jars. And is it a fair statement to say like Red Fez was a little rough around the edges? Oh shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not just the edges. You know, I'll say it was a uh, it was a wonderful bar during the week. It was a really fun place to hang out. The weekends got pretty rough lots yeah. and lots of fights sure um and and, and a, 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 a tense clientele in a tense room loud and dark and just people got aggressive yeah problems ensue yeah so daryl um catches the guy drags him outside <laughs> whoops <laughs> you i mean on the back of the dough you could see like in their electric box like the indentation of the guy's face you know like a cartoon almost like he's like oh, that's where i threw his face into that there's like blood 12 <laughs> feet up the wall on the lucky lounge side <laughs> and i'm like man and then so he did so he beat him up took all the money from the tip jars he's owing also took all of his money took his belt off and hogtied the guy with his own belt <laughs> oh, yeah. in the alley Called the police, and the police show up, and they go. He goes, "Hey, this guy stole our tip jars." And again, this is you know twelve years ago now. Austin was a, a little bit of a different town. Yeah. And the cops go, well, "Who did that to him?" And he goes, "I did." And they go, "All right, cool." Took the belt <laughs> off, cuffed him, and took him off. You know. And uh, and the, the doorman came back in, wiped his hands clean, and got yeah. back to work. So that, that is one of the sweetest guys ever. Like that, the this particular gentleman that you're uh, you're speaking of. Yes. It's a super super kind guy. Like you great gotta, guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Salt of the earth, dude. As nice as they come, would give you would literally hand you the shirt off his back, and uh, <laughs> you know, but just. Don't piss him off. Yeah, don't piss yeah. him off, man. Don't piss and him he's off. and he's he's got, he doesn't have a temper either, you know. And I've always yeah. said he's very calm and collected. Like, well, watching like... Daryl, shoot, watching him fight. <laughs> Daryl you know. is the fake name what we like yes, to give out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for... um, you're watching him fight. You're like, oh, is it? It's scary. He just loses it. I go, no, he doesn't. Like he doesn't lose it. That's even scarier because it's like methodical. Yeah, like a serial killer. You know, like yeah. Dexter. Like he doesn't lose his temper. <laughs> it's like he just knows exactly what he's doing. It's like he's in slow motion. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's just as terrifying if not more so yeah. <laughs> uh to watch a move he's like um, a brown lacluse or like a crouching like tiger yes, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see the shoulder blades move yeah, it's he's, like, like he's on glass yeah. that's good crutty chop <laughs> um do you uh do you have a hardest hardest time you've ever laughed at work or um oh yes the job? <laughs> anything come to mind doesn't have to be like the <laughs> fat, best fat adam <laughs> <laughs> um that adam was pretty good and then Boston Bob and Moses Lack are two times oh I remember in particular. God. Yes, and these uh, to to both your listeners are probably like, who the hell's he talking about? But uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, oh, there shit. is a customer. Mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Adam's mom. Yeah. Um, hey, Nate. Uh, <laughs> the, there was a gentleman who used to frequent Starbar. 
and he looked just like Adam, but fat. Yeah, and, it, it, and Nate's the one who first pointed out. It was my jolly doppelganger. <laughs> and, and he came over to, I mean, we, I still have his picture. And uh, I'll put a picture up on my website, myshittypodcast.com. And, um, and he came up to the bar, and Nate walks over and he goes, and we're busy at the time, I remember, too. It was, a, it was a weekend night, and he goes, look at that guy. Doesn't that look like fat Adam? <laughs> And, 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 Which, and, by the way, like in eighth grade freshman year, yeah, like, I, I was pretty the, chubby I've seen kid. The photos, yeah, and um, I I absolutely lost it, and uh, and I, I couldn't help customers. I was just laughing so hard, um, <laughs> yeah. and it just the resemblance is so dead on, and um, it actually shut the bar down for like five minutes because we all started talking yeah. about it, and yeah. nobody could make a drink. We're laughing too hard. <laughs> Stephanie finally like worked up. This is the reason why I have this yes. picture, but uh, a, a bartender that we worked with. Uh, she finally like worked. I don't know. She's like a really sweet girl, but she was like, yeah. "Would you take a picture with this guy?" And flag me down. Actually, she was like, "Come, you have to take a picture." I was like, "What did you say to this guy?" <laughs> Just that <laughs> you look alike. I think he says something like, "Oh, they think all bald guys look alike." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. <laughs> it was very sweet. What? However, it, it, it went down. But I was surprised that yeah. uh, we got to that moment. That the other one I, was it you or Nate who pointed out that Boston Bob was just like Moses. I think it was Nate. Okay. Yeah. And, that one too, and he was sitting right in front of Well too, <laughs> and and I walked back in the liquor storage area, and he told me that, and I couldn't walk out and face Bob. <laughs> couldn't look him in the I eye. Couldn't, I couldn't. I like because every time he'd speak, and, yeah. and that was I think the same day when he goes, hey, Max, hey, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> and I go, um, yeah, Bob. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I, I grew up with the original three, and uh, you know, there's a special place. In my I don't watch them all the time. I go, Why do you like him? He goes, Nah, I think space is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think space is retarded? You like, think that's a statement alone. Like, that yeah. doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like, like how is space retarded? You're like, it's just retarded. Space is retarded. Space is retarded. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 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 you know, I... <coughs> excuse me. He was, um, he was either like, being very, very deep or very, very dense. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, this whole thing is retarded. Like, life, what are we? What are <laughs> particles? Like, isn't it so simple that we're all made up of atoms and carbon? Like, <laughs> you are out. made up of atoms. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I, I that guy's made up of two atoms. Look I, how I chubby he is. Just no, couldn't look him in the eye. You know, it was a... Uh, you know, I mean, there's. Yeah. I'm sure there's a handful more, but uh, yeah, no, those are those are perfect. We, we had. I, I don't. You know, of all the bars we've talked about, it's really been Star Bar, and I think yeah, because a lot of that, that group of years we all had there together. It was such, uh, without a doubt, the best group I've ever worked with, and it was so Hands much down fun. Agree. Yeah, uh, I agree. not only the people we worked with, but the clientele at the time was just so awesome. And Absolutely. It, it was, I never minded going to work. You know, not was, at all, was, man. Was, uh, you loved everybody you worked next to. You loved all the people that came in. It was, uh, you know, and there was again, there's so many memories from those years and so much shit that went down. Um, that was just so much fun that you know. Um, I agree, man. That was that was a really yeah. really great time. I, think, I, I feel like I laughed every day I worked that I couldn't <laughs> yeah. deal with customers. It was you know? rare we didn't yeah. cut up or or, or, um, or giggle at something ridiculous. Yeah. Shenanigans always ensued. I like how you wrote down your notes. Fat Adam. <laughs> That's to help me like remember yeah. to post it on my post website. The <laughs> website. Yes. Um. Well, uh, I feel pretty good, man. You feel all right? Yeah. All right, man. Um, I always end each episode with a poop story, and you actually inspired this for me because I don't know. Some, sometimes it gets like a little heavy on the, on um, each episode. People start ranting like, ah, oh, this and that. It was. It's an. I just think it's a nice light way to end uh, the episode. You by far 
crush every poop story. I thought I had a pretty decent one. Um, Have you told yours? No, but I'm I'm holding it for whenever. <laughs> like you mean you're not holding it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hold it. <laughs> I've learned to hold it now. <laughs> Since then, uh, I'm saving it just in case somebody doesn't have a poop story. But I guess okay. I could I could probably relinquish uh, information if uh, if you think so. If you think it's appropriate. No, I mean I don't. You know, it's, uh, I don't care. Yeah, fuck just, it. Yeah, you know, is your mom gonna be okay with this? Yeah, she's fine with yeah. it. She, and Nate, I, both of them. Okay. A couple of episodes ago, I, I I said that I had purchased cocaine one time. <laughs> so I, I think poo poo is all right. What was? What was the Facebook post you made where your grandmother unfriended you? Something about morning boner. Man, I wish I, I yeah. And she's like, Adam, I just can't read your stuff <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. My uh, Facebook post was too like Kraus for her to it like. Was something about morning wood. I know that. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, uh, maybe it was like we were getting a, a tent at, at getting a tent like installed, and uh, I was like, oh, it's the second. Uh, <laughs> Tent I pitched today or something stupid like that. Yeah. And then my mom's like, Grandma just wanted me to let you know. I was like, she shouldn't have friended me in the first place. Like, I'm sorry. I feel I feel bad sometimes with Facebook because you know, like now with a lot of my friends whose kids are, are of age and, and kind of coming up and Mario, um, his son just friend requested me yeah. two days ago and um Mario was very nice this weekend and brought over dinner for Tara and I. Very nice. And he did his Macaroni and cheese, stuffed meatloaf, Ooh, bacon wrapped cupcakes. That. Yeah, Jesus. And um, and and his son came over, and his son friended me on Facebook, and I always go to the parent first, and I'm yeah. like, hey, you know, I I I, not everything I post is really that child friendly, and um, a handful of other friends, kids, sure, and yeah. even my nieces and nephews, you know, I've gone to my, um, to their parents, going like, hey, I'm okay with it if you're okay with it, but I'm not going to stop doing what I do, you know, which is fart dick and fart jokes <laughs> you know i'm like <laughs> i'm not gonna um, let up on that i've yeah, been doing it since um, fourth grade I'm you know, gonna... like and if it's okay with you i'm okay with it and so um yeah it's it's, it's a, a little bit delicate but the other people i don't care it's like I'm gonna, yeah you know i, I don't want to mess with the children <laughs> you, <Yeah. know? laughs> you don't care if i see it <laughs> yeah uh, um, i'm gonna have to explain all this to my daughters one day and um yeah. daddy's icky <laughs> yeah yes yeah it's very true it's pretty good they won't want to be your friend anyway like on facebook it's, by that time it's, facebook it's, will be like a thing of the past oh. like we won't even use it anymore it'll be like myspace it'll like remember when... that it'll be letters you yeah. know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. oh man but yeah if you if you wouldn't mind all right dude please tell me that this is the best poop story i challenge anybody out there to, to match this there's there's not a better poop story Oh, here we go. This is so. We're, let's mark mark this date as uh, February fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. The day I can officially no longer ever run for office. Um, <laughs> so it goes back to nineteen ninety five. This is also another good vehicle you can like. Uh, you want to hear my poop stories on the? <laughs> yeah, on yeah go, go listen to my shitty podcast. There you go. Um, it's in the name. In and uh, we kind of touched on it earlier. I grew up in Chicago, um, on the north side of Chicago, and I went to college in the University of Arizona. My freshman year, nineteen ninety five. Um, I got back for winter break for the holidays and I got back about a week before any of my friends got back in town. So nothing to do. There's nothing, to, you know, I'm just kind of stuck dicking around my parents' house, yeah. my mom's house. And I go out one day for lunch and I go to St. Louis Bread Company, which is now Panera Bread. Again, dating myself a little bit here. And I get in line to grab a sandwich and there's a girl in front of me, uh, um, in line at St. Louis Bread Company, who I went to high school with, and she also went to University of Arizona. She was a year ahead of me. Um, for the for this story, well, so to protect her, um, we'll call her Annie. That sounds good. Yes, and um, 
and Annie's right in front of me in line. And, and we kind of ran the same social circles. She was, without a doubt, the most gorgeous girl in her high school. She was beautiful. All my buddies, we all worshipped her. Yeah, this um, is the woman that you swoon over like yes, in high school. If you, um, if you can... she, was a, she was a big deal. And, yeah. um, and so she and I get chatting. Again, we knew each other pretty well. And and you know, I go, how's your spring break or how's your Christmas break going? She's like, eh, it's kind of quiet. I go, me too. None of my friends are back yet. There's nothing to do. She's like, me neither. And so we get to chatting a little bit. And I go, well, why don't the two of us hang out? You know, and um, Saturday night, let's go catch a movie. We'll grab, we'll grab some dinner, go catch a movie. And, uh, you know, and make a date of it. She goes, absolutely. That'd be great. I'd love to. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I get home. At that moment is, where you're like, I just fucking won the Super Bowl. Like, uh, absolutely. This, you this know, is it. Like, this is the hottest chick in high school, and I just scored a date yes. with her. And um, so I get home. This is before cell phones. So I get all my buddies are still in finals. I'm calling yeah. them at college. I'm like, guys, guess what? I've got a date with Annie on Saturday night. On a rotary phone? And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, a zero? We're not friends anymore. Yeah. You know? And, uh... You know, so I call up all my, you know, my buddies, and, and they're like, "Dude, that's unbelievable! That's so awesome!" Blah blah. So I get all excited. Friday night rolls around, and all my buddies get back into town, um, back to Chicago. So I go out that night. It's our first time together, like really back together since high school. Incredibly nostalgic. You know, these are my my best friends I grew up with. And um, these are the guys you learn to drink with. Yes. Like, like oh, so yeah. that's problems like, should be. And like telling all the stories again. This is no. There's no text messaging. There's no Facebook yet. So we really like we've talked on the phone a handful of times. Yeah. But you're not in the continued contact that people are now. So it's our really like, our first reunion back together. We go to my friend's Chad's house that night. We all hang out in his basement. We drank in his basement all through high school, and I get I mean just hammered. <laughs> and um, yeah, I probably stumble home like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> And uh, uh, twice in my life, I, I'm I, I, I'm not a puker. I, I don't throw up when I drink, and I I don't drink to that excess anymore. But right. um, I've never really been one to vomit. And uh, but twice in my life have I drank to a point where I threw up the next day. Um, one of them was my my good friend Boo, his older brother, when he graduated from University of San Diego at the graduation. I did it then, and this is the the first time. So I wake up the next morning, Saturday morning, day of the date, and I am like, I mean, I feel like a truck ran over me. And, you know, I'm 18, so, like, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll bounce back, you sure, know? Yeah. I'm like, I'll, You're I'll like the fine. cartoon character that can swallow the dynamite, let it <laughs> yeah, explode in your yeah. belly, and everything's fine. Smoke yeah, comes next, out of your next ears. Next scene, I'm okay, you yeah. know? <laughs> and, um, but I am, I, I'm in really, really rough shape. And so, I mean, I am, I go to the bathroom. If it's not one, and it's the other. And it's basically, I feel like I have food poisoning. yeah. But I know better. No better. It's just I got I got stupid drunk the night before. And I'm yeah. paying for it now. You know. So the day goes on. It gets to be about three o'clock or so, three four o'clock, and um and I'm committed. Like I'm going on this date tonight. And Annie calls me and she goes, "Hey, what's the plan for tonight?" And he goes, "Listen, I'm gonna I'll come pick you up where we grew up on the north side of Chicago to get in the city. You know, we we we'd go over to the train station, get in the train, go into our stop, we go grab dinner, catch the movie, yeah. and come back. So I go, "Hey, I'll pick you up six thirty. Um. You know, uh, we'll we'll head to the train, we'll head in the city, and uh, you know, go to dinner and grab the movie. Sure. I don't remember what I think it might have been Dumb and Dumber. Uh, if I, uh, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Um, a lot of things got in the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> you weren't thinking about the movie. <laughs> no. And so the day goes on, and I kind of get like a little feeling of like I'm improving. I'm still not great. You know, yeah. I've, I've drank three massive things of Gatorade and haven't eaten a damn thing, and um, you know, uh, so. I get in the shower, I clean up. Now, you know, 39-year-old Max, and I was like, hey, 
call her and let's do it tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, but let's like, reschedule. Eighteen year old Max is like, no, like I'm, I'm. This uh, is my this one is and my only chance. chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, her friends are back now too. I bet, and like she's gonna have plans with them all week, and 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 here's my one opportunity. Yeah. So I don't want to blow this. Like, yeah. You're, you're, yeah I, so I feel you. I go and I pick her up, and I'm feeling okay. Like not great, but but better. You know. Yeah. Manageable and, at least. Yeah. So it's been at least half an hour since I've been in the bathroom. Which is good. And <laughs> That's like, an improvement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those days. So I go and I pick her up, and we get to the train station. We get on the train, and um, and we sit down in our seats on the train. It's only about a 25-minute cab ride to where we're going in the city. Yeah. And as soon as we sit down, like, the rumble in my stomach. And I'm like, oh, shit. And um, <laughs> I, I go, excuse me one second. got to use the bathroom really quick. What restaurant are you guys at, by the way? What like Is it a nice restaurant? Or? Well, we're, we're still on the train at this oh, point. Oh, you're at the train. Yeah. Oh, I got you. But I'm the sorry. restaurant was, was Maggiano's, um, Ooh, which is now a chain. But the original ones, it was based in Chicago from a company called Let Us Entertain You, which has created you know dozens and dozens of restaurant concepts. Okay, I jumped the gun. Sorry. That's okay. So we're on the so we, so we're, I, I go to the bathroom on the train. And I mean, I bomb it out, and, uh, and it's bad, you know. I'm like this is close quarters, you know. Yeah. And if you've ever ridden on a Greyhound bus, or if you've ridden on a train, the bathrooms don't really have much ventilation, so you're pretty enclosed into this very, very small bathroom, like an airplane bathroom with very little air coming in. And I need air. But what they do is they put on the side of them. It's it's like a mail slot that's vertical, and so I'm flipping that thing open, like trying to get any air in. <laughs> And like getting a little bit, it's helping, but but you know not great. So I come out of the bathroom, and I go and I sit down with her. I've been gone for like fifteen minutes, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Went, How long is this train ride? Like twenty five minutes. Okay. You know, so it's like <laughs> the majority of the ride. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, I, I went the wrong way off the train, off the bathroom. You know, I went to the wrong car. I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, no problem. You're making uh, all kinds. I'm of... still okay. I think you know. Yeah. So we get off, um, we get to our stop, you know, we get off, we get to the restaurant, and we walk in the restaurant before we're even seated. I'm like, hey, if you can excuse me, I need to use the bathroom. So I go straight to the bathroom. I'm in there for a few minutes. A few minutes. <laughs> I, I do parentheses around that. And <laughs> they had little air quotes. Um, you know, I come out, and um, we sit down. We get about halfway through a meal. Again, I go to the bathroom. Um, I come out again. Now it's like kind of getting obvious, and I'm yeah. again like I'm not like running and washing my hands. Like I'm gone for extended periods of time, five or six minutes at least. So we we finish up our meals. I paid the tab. And we're sitting there, and she's having a coffee, which is the last thing I'm gonna drink. <laughs> you know, like no, 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 not yeah. that. There's and, a big... and, and we're sitting there across the table on a little two top in Maggiano's. How many times do you go to the bathroom in the restaurant? I, two or three, it, but it's at the point where it's like embarrassing oh, to like oh, yeah, excuse yeah. It, yourself. It's, it's now you like obvious. yeah, and and, <laughs> and I, I feel like, but I'm feeling a little like I've gradually gotten better. I'm like, God, I'm okay. And so you're on the upswing at this point, yeah. like in your in your mind. And we're done with our meal, so I, I, we're gonna go see the movie. So I, I just you know lift my cheek a little bit to to fart, <laughs> and I shit my pants, and like. <laughs> And I don't mean a shark. Like, it really came out, you know? Like, <laughs> a good amount came out. Yeah, You're yeah. carrying like, some like weight. Not like, 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 it's not I need new underwear. I need new pants, you know? Like a melted Snickers bar? <laughs> oh, uh, like a, a Costco Snickers bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, a lot of... So we immediately, get, we immediately get up, and I'm like, hey, well, let's go. And we walk outside, and immediately I propose, I'm like, hey, we're going to have to take the train pretty late at night. Not that it's dangerous, but I'm like, hey, I'd rather get up north. You know, why don't we... Get back up north. We can catch the movie up there, close to our house. She's like, "Yeah, no problem." And we were stepping outside. This is 
December in Chicago. You know, it's nine degrees outside. I've Ice my, cold, yeah. I've got my winter jacket and I'm tighter on my waist because <laughs> I've got shit in the back of my pants. <laughs> and um, and she's like, aren't you cold? I go, I make something. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I kind of, um, I, I get warm after I eat. I don't, yeah, I I'm run, just making shit up. You know? <laughs> I run hot. And so I'm like, so we're walking back to the train station and uh, it's the holidays. It's a week before Christmas. Everything's still open. And I'm like, hey, I, I've, do you mind if we stop really quick at the Gap? I need to go to Northbrook Court, which was our big mall. I need to go there tomorrow and yeah. get, get my dad um, a sweater for Christmas that my sister and I are buying him together. You somehow got get struck by this stroke of genius when you're like, I... Yes. Like, uh, like I'm still trying to get laid. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, like, I haven't given up yet, you know? Because <laughs> um, you know, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And so we... And, and it's it's a she's a nineteen year old girl you know yeah taking her to the Gap she's like I love the Gap so and I'm like I want to I just want to get I don't have to go to the mall tomorrow I mean five days before Christmas it's gonna be a, a fucking zoo she's like no no I get it no problem I'm like I just got to run in and grab it yeah so we walk down we run into the Gap really quick and I run over I grab she goes off to the girl's side and is shopping around and yeah. I grab the first sweater I see I don't, I don't care and I go over and I'm wearing khakis and I find they all look the same and I find my size yeah I grab a pair of khakis. I get up to the front desk, I peek over, and Annie's busy doing something. Yeah. Um, you know, looking through the girls' clothes. I go up the counter, you know, lady goes, Oh, is this all for you? I go, you know, actually, I want just the pants. And um, she's like, Absolutely. She rings me up, bags me up. I walk over to Annie, I grab her, I said, Hey, you ready to go? She goes, For sure. So <laughs> we get back over the train, we get on the train ride home, and, and, I go, hey, if you don't mind excusing me one more time, I do have to use the bathroom I again. I promise this is it. I promise this is it. <laughs> so she goes, no problem. Is she's there used, a she's, smell, by she's the way? Used to it. Yes. And you, now, oh, now the no. One thing, now, the one thing is, like, when it's that cold, it doesn't really smell. And I don't know if you, like, growing up, like, I smoked cigarettes in high school. And in the, in the winter, I could get away get away with it because the smell doesn't stick in the winter. Like, things don't smell as bad. Yeah. Same thing, I've got my hockey bag in my car right now. When it's cold outside, it's no problem. Yeah. In the summer... It's it, atrocious. It's cooking. You know? Yeah, it, it's bacon uh, you, in you there. You live with Aaron when he played hockey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had to keep it out on the porch. There's few things that smell worse than hockey bag, except for my pants this day. Yeah, but I could smell it from the <laughs> fucking porch. It was bad. Yeah, um, but in the winter, it's not quite as bad. So sure. Okay. So we get in the train. I go to the bathroom in the train again, and I strip down from the waist down. I take my pants off. I take my underwear off. Take my socks off. You dress like Donald Duck. Yes. <laughs> and that little flap I was talking about earlier, like the little the little male flap, get some air, or the male size I, flap. I'm taking all my clothes and I'm just stuffing them out that little window. After you've used them to like clean up with, right? Like you're well, using yeah, like pants I'm, and boxers. Well, no, to like... there's underwear. So I, I, you know, I'm not underwear, but there's a uh, like paper, you know, the toilet paper, and I, I clean all up and I get everything uh, again. My I don't have socks anymore. My socks are gone. My underwear's gone. My pants are gone. You and, took your socks off to use like for to help with no, the cleaning. No, because there was poo in my socks. And no! It like ran all the way down my legs. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. I, like, I, get it <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. Um, that's why I had to keep the jacket wrapped around. Plus, I was oh. freezing. Like uh, hypothermia is probably setting in. You know, <laughs> you've got frostbite um, on your nipples. Yeah, like it's... and uh, so I, so I I get it all. I get all cleaned up, and I get all the poop washed off of me. And I, I open the bag, and the lady at the Gap had given me just the sweater. Oh man, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And it's like, dun, 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 you know. She um, made a mistake and just put the sweater in there. Yes. There's uh, no pants. So I've, I, I've thrown socks. my pants out the train window. <laughs> um, I'm stuck on a train with the hottest girl in my high school. 
my god. Um, and I kind of felt bad for people who were probably like, there's a trail. It's called Indian Trail that runs right on the train tracks. Yeah. Probably, well, it's late at night and cold, but my shit pants were sitting on the side of Indian Trail somewhere and my so- and my shit socks. <laughs> um and, and Littered like, the city with you know, like, shitty If it was clothes. a movie, like, like it'd be the close-up of my face. It would zoom in. Yeah. And tear- if I could have jumped out of that window, I would have. One sweat bead just rolls down, yeah. even though you're freezing cold from wearing your jacket around your yeah. waist all night. Oh, my God. So there I am, so- uh, <laughs> stuck in a train bathroom. What's with- running through your head right now, like, while you're sitting there, bottom naked? Uh, look, like, I'm 18, too, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's this is- the, like... If you're in your 30s, it's kind of funny. And you're, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you, I'll get over this. You yeah. know? Like, this is the end of my life. And, yeah, I'm uh, offing myself when I get home or off this yeah. train. And, um, yeah, and so that was the predicament I was left in. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, that's really all anybody needs to know. The conclusion of the story, um, I was not a great date for obvious reasons. <laughs> but I went you, past our stop, and yeah. I took the train all the way to Wisconsin and back. <laughs> And, um, Just to make sure she was in the, off in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we people got, knocking like, "Hey!" I mean, it's so it, late. Like, there's yeah, a, okay. a, a, maybe one, but you know, it, it really wasn't an issue. Yeah, and um, they're not shitting themselves. So I had to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and back. And oh I got, I got probably God. got back around Kenosha is a little bit south of Milwaukee, but I probably got back. God, I don't know. You know, twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and got off my stop, and I had to take the the sweater that I didn't even want for my dad <laughs> and put my legs through the armholes yeah. and wrap around my waist. And there's no, luckily there's nobody around. I mean, I literally walked to my car without anybody seeing me I think, <laughs> and, and drive home. And, and, you know, and luckily mom wasn't awake to walk in and be like, what happened to you last night? And this is how you come home tonight. <laughs> like you've been at college for three months and like you, you threw up all over our bathroom last night. Now you come home with a sweater wrapped around your waist. But. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so good, man! Thank you so yeah. much for for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, that's yeah. that is the best shit story I've ever heard in my entire life. Thank you. I'm so good. Glad man. there's amusement to be found in it these days. So, <laughs> yeah. and I told, I mean, I told all my buddies, you know, the next day, I was like, oh, you guys will never believe what happened. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you, you can't laugh, if you can't laugh at yourself, so. <laughs> You ever talk to the young lady anymore, Annie? Yes, not for. I mean, it's been years and years now. But uh, did yeah. you ever find out what happened to her like that night, like? Yeah, she got off the train. And she got off the train at her stop. I think where went, she was supposed grabbed to grab the payphone and had one of her friends pick her up. And yeah, okay. um, and sh- the story did get back to her, and she's yeah, finally got a good, she got a good laugh out of it as well. That's and, uh, good. And you know, a, a, a decent amount of the story I think she could put together on her own. <laughs> Although I thought I was being pretty smooth, uh, I, I was certainly not. Um, <laughs> she's but, like, I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, you, you did go to the bathroom. I, mean, when I saw the shit in his socks. <laughs> yeah, um, so. You go to the bathroom 15 times throughout yeah. the duration of them. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's that. That's 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 it for us, man. Cool, buddy. Oh, yeah. Lights out. Play us out. Shitty ukulele. Yeah. Is that what you were hearing in the headphones? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Like the first like 20 minutes, I wasn't hearing anything. It was yeah. plugged into the computer still, okay. so I was yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I'm, how are you hearing this? But I'm not hearing this. We're both yeah. plugged into the same. I don't know.